CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast, Sunday night, week 17. Nick Costas here with Frisco, Will Brinson, and Noise Burrows. Um, you know Will doesn't work on holidays either during NFL season. And he's too uh, food and pollutant for everybody. And, and Jason is fighting himself through uh, Times Square to try and get a train. I would say that I would rather be us right now, podcasting after a long day of work, than trying to fight my way through oh. Times Square like Jason Lockhead 4 is. If you're listening to this, chances are it's on Monday. So a very happy new year to you and yours. Hope it is a very happy and healthy one. But... For everyone except for Pete Prisco, I hope Pete's is miserable and filled with lots of uh, disease. What a mean man you are. I'm very mean. I'm very mean. So we're going to get into all the results from Week 17, early playoff preview. We're going to have a full Black Monday edition coming up on Tuesday of the show instead of our normal Wednesday spot where we'll get all the coaches being fired, any replacements that we may hear, whether it's John Gruden in Oakland, and we will get to the playoff stuff later in this podcast. But let's start with what we know right now on the coaching front, Pete, and we'll begin in Oakland. Jack Del Rio, out. As Raiders head coach and a report coming out from ESPN's Adam Schefter that John Gruden will be named Raiders head coach saying it's not a matter of if it is a matter of when John Gruden returning to Oakland. I don't know what the big hubbub is about John Gruden. He's a decent coach, but he, he, I mean, he's more than a decent. I, I feel like he's become was overrated to the point that now he's actually underrated. I don't, really? Do you think so? He won a Super Bowl with. Tony Dungy's players. Well, I, but like, that's not fair to say though, because Gruden, like, like, he won the Super Bowl. Right, like, he but he won. won it with Gruden. So, there's a lot of coaches that have won but, the Super but Bowl. But Dungy couldn't get them over the hump, and Gruden got them over the hump. I that was it. the whole You give him the credit for that. He, he won, but. You, you just, you just took the credit away from him. No, he, but they weren't, it wasn't his team. That was already, team was already built, and Dungy had built that team in his mold. But when they fired Tony Dungy, it was because Dungy couldn't get past the Eagles, because Dungy couldn't get past the Rams. Yeah. And Gruden got there, and in his first year, he got past those teams. I mean, Gruden's a good coach, but everybody acts like he reinvented the wheel. If it wasn't for the tuck rule, the Raiders probably would have won the Super Bowl in 2001, or at least gone to the Super Bowl. You think? What do you think? They were on the road for a reason in that playoff game, weren't they? They should have won the game! But weren't they on the road? So and, they clearly and you, won. You don't think they would have gone on the road to Pittsburgh and beat Cordell Stewart and the Steelers? And then maybe beat the greatest show on turf if the Patriots beat them, the Raiders couldn't have beaten them? No, I don't. I think, I, think, I think Gruden, I, I'm not saying that Gruden is Bill Walsh, but I think he's better than you're giving him credit for right now. I mean, he's a decent coach. He's a, I mean, he's above, more than a decent coach. He's an, okay, he, I'll, I'll give you that. He's an above average coach. What, what, where's his record? Now let's see his record. I'll, I'll, he I'll, won. I'll Here we go. He was 12 and 4 in Oakland in 2000, 10 and 6, 12 and 4 in Tampa that year, 2002. And then, and then a number of, then 7 and 9, years, 5 and yeah. 11. 11 and 5, 4 and 12, 9 and 7, 9 and 7. So in the last 1, really 2, 3, 4, 5, in 6, in the last 6 years, he had an 11, one double digit winning season. You would think this guy had, 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 his record was phenomenal. Who would you rather have as Raiders coach if you're a Raiders fan? Jack Del Rio or John Gruden? John Gruden. Not even close. No. And I feel like this is the right move no matter what, even if they don't get Gruden. I feel like it's the right move to let JDR go for the Raiders. Does John Gruden make them a Super Bowl contender tomorrow? I think that they need to get some more players on defense. And what does this do for Reggie McKenzie? Right, because they're not. Gonna, John Gruden's not going to take the job and work. Although John Gruden worked with Reggie McKenzie in Green Bay, in Green Bay so they do. Uh, but it's fascinating because they need some players Raleigh on that defense. Ra yeah, Reggie. Reggie. Was, Reggie was in Green Bay. Reggie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raleigh's his twin brother. Yeah. Um, 
the Raiders get some players on defense. If he brings Rich Gannon in as his quarterback coach, as has been bandied about Rich Gannon, CBS NFL analyst, I think they get Derek Carr turned around in a hurry. Will Rich do that, though? I don't I mean, know. I mean, that, that, I don't want to speak for Rich or anything. I, know, but I can tell you that I think it would be, I think as Rich much as be, I would hate to lose Rich, I think as, Rich would be fantastic. CBS, I would think he would do an incredible I job do too. as quarterback and, and, coach. And the Rich Raiders. is smart enough that down the road he might end up being a head coach. Rich is a, a brilliant guy. I worked, I worked a lot with him yeah. in, a, in a previous life and a previous job. He is the, the absolute best. So we know Jack Del Rio's out, and it looks like John Gruden is going to be in. The Indianapolis Colts officially uh, Pete, parting ways with Chuck Pagano. No surprise. No, that was coming since, you know, the beginning of the season. If he didn't win, he knew he was out. That was the bottom line. Once Andrew Luck went down, they were done. Was he that. was done. Uh, and now you got Chris Ballard, who came over from Kansas City, young GM, He's got to hire his own guy. And who does he hire? There's been rumors about Tom Cable. That would be a terrible hire. I, what the hell is that? That about? would be an awful hire. Then maybe one of the Chiefs guys, you know, Dave Tobe, the offensive co- I mean, the special teams coordinator, or uh, Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator. Though it might be too soon for him. He just started calling plays this year. So it, it's interesting. When, when a coach, when a GM inherits a coach, usually if the season goes wrong, they're out. For example, in Tennessee, if the Titans didn't make the postseason, which they did today by beating Jacksonville, Mike Malarkey was not hired by John Robinson. He would have been in trouble. So now it looks like he might stay. So bottom line is Chris Ballard will want his own guy in there, whoever that may be. So we uh, we wish um, the family of Texans GM Rick Smith well. All He's the, taking yes. a leave of absence to deal with his sick wife. So Which I'm, he should, by the way. I, I, of course. And th- th- no issue with that at all. If you have an issue with that, you know, you, 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 you look, got a look at yourself in the mirror. Right. Um, so it does look like that power structure will stay in place. And we don't mean to be, I don't mean to be callous by sort of giving NFL news, but like we are an NFL podcast, so we kind of have to. So wish the best for, to Rick Smith and his family, but it looks like Bill O'Brien will stay the head coach of the Texans. That had been something that had been bandied about. O'Brien possibly gone or Rick Smith gone. It looks like both guys will now end up staying in, in And you know what? Start working well together. You know, put the egos aside. Pay millions of dollars. Yeah, you're paying millions of dollars. Go, go get the job done. Like you you gotta, and I are paid a lot less than a million right. dollars, and we're able to get yeah, along. Yeah, and we get along fine, although sometimes I, know, I want sometimes. to grab you by the throat, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, maybe you'll get sick in 2018. Gosh, what an evil man you are. It's, it's possible. No, um, don't do that to you me. You know who's really sick? I would never do that to you. It's Cleveland Browns fans have got to be sick. But you know what? I said I said this tweet out today, and people got yes, mad at me. Yes, and, and you're wrong about no, it. No, what's the difference between going 0-16 and 150? Because you win a game if you're 1-15. Oh, wow. Do you think that carries over? But, but no, but you win, though. You don't Somebody go down tra- in history as 0-16. But there's already been an 0-16. You're just joining another team in, in 0-16. And you're not, you're not making history. And, and it happened in really the most Browns fashion imaginable. Oh. When you can't beat Landry Jones. It wasn't even Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers. And then on the fourth down play, Deshaun Kaiser could have, could have probably gotten on his hands and knees and crawled for a first down. Instead, and you can't kill him for it. No, he made he a great open throw. Receiver to Corey Coleman, who was the first pick, right, of this Browns regime last year in the first right. rounds, goes right through his freaking hands. They lose 0-16. And then Jimmy Haslam gets up there as if he's endorsing Bill Belichick and says Hugh Jackson's coming back next year. See, 1-31. And, well, and he's in a situation where you know he's only got one year because they got a new general manager. He didn't hire him if he doesn't win next year. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that he's coming back after all this. I am because they hired a John Dorsey to right? be the general manager. I thought I'm shocked might be- no matter what. Pete's 1-31. in 31. That, That's, that's yeah. Rich Kotite level. It's bad. It's bad. It's a bad situation. They do have some players that play hard. They have some talent on that team. They It's two first-round picks in the top four. Think about that. 
they can get a quarterback if they need if they want to go in that direction and, and another star player to add to that defense if they want to. Um, so the Browns just just bad stuff for them this season. But like you said, with John Dorsey making the picks now, first and fourth pick in next year's NFL right. draft, they get the Texans pick, and we'll give credit to our guy Will Brinson, even though Will uh, begs off the podcast constantly, more interested in his social life than working. But Will did say on draft night that this could end up being a coup for Cleveland. I laughed at him. I think you might have as well. And it did turn out that Cleveland will not. No, only I didn't get laugh Houston. at him because I didn't think Houston was going to be as good as. They will not only get Houston's first-round pick, but remember, they get Houston's second-round pick as well by virtue of the Brock Osweiler trade. So so a major coup pulled by Sashi Brown uh, to depose Sashi Brown in Cleveland back. John uh, Dorsey will use those picks and get good football players. I mean, what if they got another great— I think they have some pretty good football players. This is not an 0-16 team. No, once the offensive line got hurt, those guys got banged up. They spent a lot of money on that side of the ball. What if they get— uh, a playmaking pass rusher to go on the other side of Miles Mile, uh, Garrett. Now we're talking. I mean, right. I mean, they got they got to get a quarterback. That's well, and, one of them could be a quarterback. That's first and yeah. foremost. So, so uh, again, we will have a Tuesday edition of the show, special Tuesday edition that will drop then, where we will review all the coach firings and all the rumors that we've got. So, for teams like the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins or the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, um, other teams, the Arizona Cardinals, as Bruce Arians potentially uh, going to retire, Vance Joseph with the with the Denver Broncos. I mean, there are a lot. A lot of teams right now that are sort of questionable. Marvin Lewis with the Cincinnati Bengals. What's going to happen with these teams? We will have all the breakdown for you coming up on Tuesday. So by the time you listen to this on Monday, some of these coaches could be fired. We're taping this around 9 o'clock p.m. on the East Coast on Sunday night. All right, now with the coach stuff in the rearview mirror, Pete, let's break down what we saw on the field. And let's start with uh, with the feel-good story of Week 17 and really this NFL season. No one circles the wagons, Pete, quite like the Buffalo Bills. Back in the playoffs, to quote the late great Prince, Bills fans in Western New York partying tonight like it's 1999. The first playoff appearance of this millennium for Buffalo. They get in by virtue of their win over the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens' yak job at home against Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Look, the Bills fans, are they think I'm hard on their organization and their team. And, I, I, you know, I'm hard on every team. I pick them apart. But i got to give them a lot of credit. I, didn't, I did not think this was possible. All the moves they made, they looked like they were rebuilding. And you got to give Sean McDermott a lot of the credit. He's done a great job with this team. He blew it with the Nathan Peters by playing Nathan Peterman in, in, in Los Angeles against the Chargers. But they responded. This team, look, they got rid of Darius. They got rid of Darby. They got rid of uh, Sammy, Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I mean, they unload. They have injuries on. And yet they, here they are in the postseason. They go to Jacksonville next week. Give them a lot of credit. Look, the Ravens choked. Let's, let's, not, let's be honest And here. let's, I mean, that's as bad as it gets. And you're you, at home? You're, and, and, like, for all the money that they invested in the back ends of that defense, all the picks that they invested, we think about bringing Eric Weddle and Tony Jefferson in the first-round pick on Marlon Humphrey, and you allow a fourth to Andy. Like, we're sitting there watching the game, and it's like, there's no freaking Andy Dalton well, okay. on the road. The other part the of back. that is, where's T. Sizzle? Sack fumble game over. Where was he? Yeah. Bottom line is, you're a good defense. You're supposed to make the stop there and go to the postseason. They get in. If they win that, they go to Kansas City. I think they would lose that game, but you can make a case a, that they would win. And the way Joe Flacco has played in the postseason, different team. They might have had a chance. Uh, so big choke job by the Ravens, and it puts the Bills in the playoffs, and it puts Tennessee into the postseason. Tennessee, which beat Jacksonville today, did everything they could to give the game away, didn't give it away. They go to uh, Kansas City. We'll, we'll get into Tennessee in just a second here. But for Joe Flacco, the fourth and 14 play at the end of the game, the final play of the Ravens season, he checks down to Ben Watson, who ends up getting, what, 11, 12 yards, and it was fourth and 13, I think. It's performance art at this point from Joe Flacco. Like, what the hell is going? Like, Marty Morningweg's got to go. And we know Dean Pease is out, and 
I guess I asked you afterwards, and you seem pretty sure that John Harbaugh is going to be back as Ravens head coach. That coaching staff needs a total upheaval. And it will. They, how many times has John Harbaugh changed the coaching staff? It changes over and over and over again. At some point, it's got to come back on him. Look, the check down, didn't that Joe's nickname, Captain Checkdown? That's what he's become. And then he got away from it for a couple weeks, and again, they didn't drive the ball down the field well enough. They don't pass the football well enough to win consistently in the National Football League. You know, it's really funny, and this will be the last thing we say about Cincy, because I guess Marvin Lewis will probably be out. He said after the game, his future, quote, is complicated. Who the hell knows what's going to... So he's given some great, like, relationship-esque quotes, like, do you want to come back? Sure. Like, if a girl says that to you, you're like, okay, our relationship's over. What do you think about our relationship moving forward? It's complicated. Like, these are not things that you want to hear if you're in a relationship. Sounds to me like Marvin's going to be out. But give the Bengals credit of not quit down the stretch, beat the Lions last week at home, and then beat the Ravens on the road and knock Baltimore out of the playoffs. So in a disappointing 7-9 and nine season for Cincy, they end the season on a high note, not just by winning, not just by winning on the road at a division rival, but knocking said division rival out of the postseason. you got to wonder if they don't melt down at the end of the Pittsburgh game and they win that Monday night game, do they make the playoffs? And you give them a shot at that right, point, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that was, that was destined. I thought they, I'll be honest with you. I thought they would quit after that game. And they didn't. They showed me something. They, had, they didn't quit. I think so, you give Marvin some credit, right? Yeah, I do. Um, I kind of feel like we should give the Titans credit, but I don't think I want to because I think this team is garbage, even with the win today over the Jaguars. Yeah, well, they were playing for something the Jaguars really weren't. And they, why did Jaguars play guys? I don't. They had them in late in the game, too. I saw Clayus Campbell chasing down a play late in the game. They were not – the Jaguars were bad on offense. One thing – everybody keeps pointing to Bortles. I want to go back to their running game. In the last seven weeks of the season, it hasn't been the same running game. And Fournette – Hasn't been the same runner. Nineteen for sixty-nine, three point six yards per carry. Yeah, the offensive line. The offensive line hasn't been as good. That could be a problem in the postseason. Okay, I want to hijack this conversation now because I'm not comfortable with where it's heading because we are veering the conversation away from Blake Bortles, and I need to bring it back to Blake Bortles. Now, you were right when you said a couple weeks ago that Bortles was playing as well as any quarterback in the league. He He had that really great stretch the last two weeks. He has, and I don't want you to point to last week when he did in garbage time, the 380 yards, because they, they, they got blown out by San Francisco. Well, they went ahead in the game. Bort, in, the, in the first half, they went ahead, and then the second half was an abject disaster. Bortles was terrible in the second half, and he was atrocious against Tennessee. The second interception, 15 seconds left over the middle, fine. You can say— The first one was terrible. The fr- Pete, he's back to catapulting the football. What was his, his final like numbers 15 today? of 34, a buck 58. Yeah, it wasn't good. His mechanics have regressed again. He was going back to the old catapult the football, the Hideo Nomo 10-second throwing motion that we saw last year. Yeah, and, and part of that is, you know what part of that is? They've gone back to trying to be the run-heavy team that they were, and he just doesn't fit. He plays better when he plays loose. If they play Buffalo next week and he's not throwing on early downs— They could lose. They could lose that game. They're an eight-point favorite in that game. I Eight. think they'll win. Eight-point favorite. Eight? Well, I mean— we have to second. We don't know what Lashawn McCoy status is going to be if there's no shady that Bills offense. I mean, how is Buffalo going to score? Yeah, that's a lot of lumber. Like and they're playing consecutive road games in uh, up and back, up and back. Like so. Jacksonville could kick three field goals and cover and win nine nothing. It's possible. Yeah, but um, but. Portal, dude. Jacksonville can't go to Pittsburgh and beat them in the next week. And I, I, I no, I don't think so. Because Bortles, even defensively, I don't think they're good enough. I, I, I'm I'm on record saying I told you that I think they they have a lot of sacks. I don't think they're a great pass rushing team. No, you have said that that they don't yeah. have the guy that like that you, guy that the guy you come the to Von Miller, the and you love, yeah, yeah, that guy. They don't have that guy. So I worry about their pass rush. Again, though, 
They're the kind of young team when the playoffs happen, if Bortles doesn't turn the ball over, that defense starts believing in itself a little bit again. They can, if they can run the ball, they can win a game in the postseason and they can win at Pittsburgh. They ain't winning two of them. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to Pittsburgh and then New England and winning. They can't do that. I got to tell you, man, I'm kind of bummed as a football fan that the Titans made the playoffs because I hate watching this team. I hate watching this offense that has so many talented players look as uninspired and unimaginative as it does. I'm tired of watching Marcus Mariota, who I think he, he either stinks or he's not healthy. And I, I'm going to lean more towards But he ran a lot healthy. today. If Without his runs today? 10 carries, 60 yards. So without, you're probably right. Without runs today? He has, did nothing. What he was his passing numbers? 12 of 21, a buck 34. Yeah, he was terrible today throwing the football, too. He has regressed yes, he a, has. A, as a passer. And Derrick Henry, it's like they couldn't get him going. 28 for 51, 1.8 yards per carry. Yeah. Thank God Jamie got the, the the screen pass touchdown for him the start of the week for Derrick Henry, the 66-yarder. Right, so that, take, that away, take away the 66 yards, and he, he has 50, 60 yards passing, right? It, it was a terrible effort. And look, Tennessee and, and – Hammer and Hank Goldberg said this um, on our show on Sunday mornings. We give Hank credit for this. Tennessee's defense has been playing better. Tennessee's defense held Jacksonville to a field goal. The touchdown came on a miscommunication on a handoff between Mariota and Henry. Yannick Ngakwe picks it up, brings it back for the touchdown. Tennessee's defense was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, but they went for – they've gotten better, but they went for a lull there in the beginning of the season where they weren't – in the middle of the season where they weren't playing that well. I, they, they, they're not going to Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Now, remember, I think it, it was last year – it was last year. They right. went there and well, the, went to Arrowhead and they won nineteen seventeen yeah, on, on a Ryan suck up yeah, field goal as time right, expired. Correct. Any ch- so no chance for Tennessee to beat Kansas. There's a City. little. I don't think. I think Tennessee has a better chance to beat the Chiefs than Buffalo does to beat Jackson. Because I, if Tennessee is going to beat, so if you're conjuring up a scenario where Tennessee beats Kansas City, in, in in no scenario that you could possibly come up with does Marcus Mariota not play very well. Like like unless Ma- they, Mariota, they pound them, but but they can't right. Well. Kansas City's not very good on defense. You can pound them. And they're physical. You know, they have the two tackles with, with Conklin and, uh, and Lawan. They can pound you. They can, Ben Jones is pretty good in the middle. They no, can run can, the ball. Kansas City's gonna score a bunch of points in that game. And Andy you would Reed, think, and Andy but you just Reed, said you think the Titans defense is playing better. And Andy Reid will, will coach He'll the pants off. He'll scheme something up. He'll scheme something up, yes. Um, I Chief, would think that, I would lean to the Chiefs. Chiefs minus eight. Give me a pick against the spread. Now, we will write it in pencil. I'll probably take the points in that game. You'll take the points with yeah. Tennessee. I'll probably yeah. lay them with Kansas City. And just just to bring everyone up to speed, I probably should have done this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, so I went three and two this week. Well, Brinson went four and one. You went three and two. By virtue of all of that, Will and I finished the regular season tied. Well, you are two games back of both of us. So we will continue the contest in the postseason. We'll figure out what the rules are going to be. We're, we're, gonna we're probably going to do what I think we should do is of the four games each week. We'll pick three, your three best bets. And we'll leave one out. Yes. So we'll see if that, if that, if that is indeed what ends up happening. But just for the record, this is now the third consecutive year, Zach, write this down, that I am the super contest champion over Pete Prisco. The Correct. third consecutive and year. And it's, and for, by the way, and I'll say that, that's true. That is 100% accurate. And each of the last two seasons, so we're gonna move on I've now won and, uh, the we'll postseason and the won NFC. the overall. So, so the Minnesota he's Vikings. He's, look how he glossed that over. The Minnesota where, where Vikings going? Beat, beat the Chicago Bears 23-10. Let's, we won't need to talk about Chicago. They're probably going to fire John Fox. Hasn't happened as of yet. We'll talk about Should it on Tuesday. Should and will. Should and will, but hasn't happened yet. So we'll gloss over them for right now. Minnesota, Case Keenum and company, get it done again. They are your number two seed. And dare I say it, probably the NFC team with the easiest road to the Super Bowl because of the Carson Wentz injury and Nick Foles being the quarterback for Philly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If Atlanta wins at the Rams. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Atlanta. Let's then talk Minnesota. No, then the Minnesota's road isn't that easy because you know who they would play. They play the Saints. That is so, – so this is the crazy thing about the NFC. 
because the Eagles went 13 and three, the number one seed. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons right now, you got to be because if Atlanta can go on the road and beat the Rams, which is not outside the realm of possibility, then Atlanta goes to Philly to play Nick Foles and the Eagles, and Atlanta could easily win that game and be back in the NFC Championship. Or game. if you're the Saints, you get the suddenly struggling Panthers in your building, and if you win that game and Atlanta loses, then you go to Philadelphia. So it's it's ins- you would the rather cha- go to Philadelphia than Minnesota, and it's not even close. But the Saints could go to Minnesota and win. The Saints could go to Minnesota. So and win. the championship Correct. game could be Falcons at Saints in in New Orleans. New Orleans. In New Orleans for the third that time would be this wild. year, it would be good. The Saints would win that game. So, um, so let's. If start. you had to pick one NFC team right now to go to the Super Bowl, who would you pick? Probably Minnesota. I'd probably pick the Saints because they do have Breeze. Although they gave up a lot of yards today to Jameis Winston, they've given up a lot of yards to the but Jets. I, Got some I'm, yards on. I, I'm okay with what happened against the Bucks. I thought that that was going to happen. You know, I picked it, it was yeah. my, my my lock of the year. Thank God it. Worked you didn't out. think it was going to be 380 yards passing though, Pete? I played Jameis on all my FanDuel yeah. teams. I think it was my bold prediction to that on FFT this morning. I love Jameis Winston. I think Jameis, and we'll. I want to talk a little bit about. No, about your bold the Bucks. prediction was Corey Davis. Yeah, that was probably pretty bad. <laughs> um, so Minnesota, now the number two seed, though um, somehow Case Keenum keeps getting the job done. He's not messing it up. That's no. what he's doing. And he, when he has to make some timely throws, he makes them. They ran the ball today. Murray ran for a big number today. What, 140? Uh, 20, uh, 20 for 111 as and, a team, 36 for 147. Yeah, if they can do that with that defense, then they can take the pressure off of Keenum. At some point, though, in the playoffs, Case Keenum's going to be staring at a drive where he's got to go make the play. He's done it all season, I though. agree. And I like watching the, him. Pete, the Vikings went 13-3. and three. Right. At, Mike Zimmer should be the coach of the year. I think you could very well make that. Mike Zimmer should and be I think he probably he will should get, be. He will get my vote. So I can you, tell you Zimmer's that. locked in as Zimmer's your vote. Zimmer's going to be my vote. You have any other votes locked in as of right now? I think Brady's the MVP. You're I think you'll vote yeah. Brady? Yeah. No Gurley in Week 17 yeah. probably yeah. hurt his case. Yeah, yeah Brady was pretty sensational. Uh, Patriots and Steelers talk coming up in moments as well, but we're going to get through the um, the bottom of the NFC as far as the um, the seeds outside the top two now that we've already talked Minnesota and a little bit of Philadelphia. The Falcons beat the Panthers 22-10. Um, Atlanta is now a playoff team for the second consecutive year. They are the sixth seed in the NFC. So you think Atlanta's dangerous right now? I do. I saw something early in the game today against Carolina where they looked like they got in a rhythm and Sarkeesian looked like he was calling a good game. You're right about that. You are right. I agree with that. They, they, it looked like a better offensive game plan. And I think they go to the Rams. Remember, in the postseason, when a team's playing a playoff game for the first time, this is Jared Goff's first playoff game. It will be Case Keenum's first playoff game. Drew Brees, been there. Matt Ryan, been there. Cam Newton, been there. Big advantage to those NFC South teams. And there's a lot of young players on that Rams team that are going to be playing their first playoff team. The pressure's all on them. You know, what's the home field environment like there? Will the people come out to see them? I would think so because it's a playoff game. Because it's like cool to be in the crowd. Right. Correct. So they probably will. But I I still think Atlanta's can go in there and win that game. I I don't know if they will, but they can. If I'm a Panthers fan, I'm pretty nervous. Correct. Because you got swept by the Saints, and Cam Newton is not playing good football right now. Cam was dreadful. Awful. Dreadful in Atlanta. And I don't know why there would be reason for optimism that he would go into New Orleans and play any better next week. And here's the other thing about Carolina. In the past two weeks, they've given up almost 700 yards passing, right? Because Jameis had almost, three, what, 370 last week? Ryan had 317. So you're talking about 700 yards passing in two weeks. You're a team predicated on your defense playing well. Now, they didn't give up a lot of points today. They stopped them and they kicked field goals. But 700 yards in two weeks is a lot of yards to give up. 
And, and so they got to get back to being better on defense. And now they go to New Orleans. I mean, that's going to be a tough game. And I think the team that has the best chance of being a one-and-done is Carolina in the first round. I agree. So I, I, I give the Falcons a better shot to beat the Rams in L.A. than I do Carolina to beat the Saints in New Orleans. I would agree with you 100%. Um, the spread of that game. So let's. I want to run through the spreads real quickly here for the um, for the games coming up in Wild Card Weekend. Get your early takes on it. So you already said you take the points with Tennessee. Correct. Rams minus six against the Falcons. I would take the points. I think that I probably would as well, but I a lot of time to potentially right, a lot change of time. that. Um, Jacksonville minus eight at home against Buffalo. I I don't want to lay that, but I probably would. I'm with you. I don't. I, I can't take Buffalo with no, particularly with Shady. If Shady's not in, you can't take Buffalo. Saints minus six and a half at home against Carolina. That's a big number. It is a big, big, big game. I, I, I'm, I'm torn. These are on tough. Like, none tough. of these really. No. None of these none are of them really scream scream. at you. No. You know what the one might that might be screaming at me is? I think is the Rams because I think everyone's going to see that number and is going to think it's too many points. So I may just pound the Rams next Saturday night. That may be my pick. Yeah, I, I, I still think I think Atlanta's the pick. And I think they've been there. I think everyone's going to pound Kansas City. It's going to pound the favorites in the AFC. See, I think everybody's going to take the Rams. I think you're wrong about that. I, I think, think I think that you are wrong no. about that, and, and, I, then, and I'm pretty sure about it. We'll see. Well, we know that people are going to take the Chiefs and people are going to take Jacksonville. So maybe I'll take Tennessee and maybe I'll take uh, Buffalo. In fact, I think that I'm probably going to do that next weekend. That I'll take the two. The I two told you dogs I take ten. I like Tennessee. That I will take the two dogs coming up next weekend um, in the AFC. Top of the AFC. So. Despite making Ben and Bell inactive, Pittsburgh wins thirteen and three. Patriots also win. They they clopper the Jets thirteen and three. Patriots are the one seed. Pittsburgh is the two seed. Why do I get the feeling that New England's not coming out of the AFC? Because you want to get that feeling. No. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, it has nothing to do with anything. I don't care. I I I, I watch them, and Brady doesn't look right to me. I he looked right at times today. At Come times. On. Yeah, there. Were, I think there were guys having trouble getting open. I think the Steelers are going to beat them. They never have. They never do. I they think don't. That, Brady owns them. I think them. that this is the time that I don't they know. do. So you don't think Jacksonville can go to Pittsburgh and win? After what they did to him the first With time? With the way that Bortles is playing, I don't think they can. He didn't no. play well in that game either. No, but they had the five. That ain't happening again. That ain't happening again. I don't think it would happen again, but the, you know, you know, there's one team in history that's gone to Pittsburgh and won twice in a season. Jacksonville, right? Yeah. In 2007. Yeah, with uh, Garrard. The, the last David, time they David went to the, the, the last time they were in the postseason. The and then they went to New England and, uh, Brady carved them as Reds. Uh, correct. Yes, and the Chargers beat the Colts with Billy Volek coming right. in relief of Phillip Rivers, and then the Chargers lost 21-12 in the AFC Championship game to the correct. Patriots. I know that because the Chargers were plus nine and a half, and I covered in the game yeah. by a half point in 2007. But look, somebody, in one of the two conferences that nobody is counting on making it to the championship game and maybe getting to the Super Bowl is going to be I don't there. think that's happening in the AFC. Well, I, look, we've seen – hey, I can I can go back to 96 when Jacksonville was a 17-point dog. They were a big dog at Buffalo. Nobody expected them to win. They won at was Buffalo. Was Denver? Was Denver, and then they went right? to De- No, they won at Buffalo the first game as big won, dog. Then, then they, they won, won at, Denver, at Denver as, I think, they were 14-point underdogs. It can and then, have. And then lost to Drew Bledsoe. And this, Bledsoe, year, right? and this year, you just said it. You don't think New England's all that good. We've seen Pittsburgh have struggles. No, but I don't know why I get this feeling about the Steelers this year. I don't I don't know. Because I've, I've waffled on it because at the beginning of the year, I was so hot on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the best team in the league. And then and Jacksonville went there and destroyed them. And then Jacksonville went there and destroyed and them. And they had a little lull. And then I picked the Patriots to beat them a couple weeks ago, right. and then that happens. And now, for whatever reason, I'm watching New England play, and I don't get the sense that this is that quintessential New England Patriots team. I don't know why I get this feeling, but I get a feeling right now that with the Garoppolo trade, with Garoppolo out of there, 
And Brady, no guarantee to play past this year, even though he says he wants to. I feel like this Patriots dynasty is coming to an end. And I feel like this could be, this January could be the unofficial end of the Brady-Belichick dynasty. I don't. I don't see it. I think they're going to the Super Bowl again. And I think they'll play, who are they going to play in the Super Bowl? They'll play the Saints. Patriots at Brady Breeze would be a hell of a Super Bowl. It would be great. So could Kansas City go into New England and win? No. Yes, right? They did it already, but they're not going to do it again. I, they, You know what they did in that game? They prepared all their gimmicky stuff, and the Patriots weren't ready for them. Andy Reid did a great job, and they gimmicked them up. They're not going to go gimmick them up Could again. Jacksonville go no, into New England hell and no. win? Hell no. But it's so funny because two weeks ago, I never like, thought they would. could go in there. I never thought they could. I've seen too many times where Tom Brady's carved them up on defense. I don't think they can. Could either. Well, now, we know here's what they can't go in and win. They can't go into New England and win the style of defense that they play now. He will carve them shreds. They play that cover three zone. Everything. If they go up and they decide, okay, AJ Boyer, you're on one guy. Why wouldn't they do that? I would too. That's because that's not who they are. They haven't been that way. I would do that. But you li- play, line your defense up. Like your, def- play, your defensive players are better than their offensive players play press with, the, man. with the exception of Gronk. When you go, go play press man and double Gronk. And obviously the other two AFC teams, Tennessee and Buffalo, cannot beat New England in New England. They're not beating anybody in any No. I mean, Tennessee no. maybe would beat – if they if Tennessee can run the football against Kansas City, they might have a chance to win that game, but they're not going to New England and winning. Are, they're not going to Pittsburgh. Are you going to pick the Falcons? Falcons are winning Rams. at the – You're going to pick the Falcons. Yep. So you've got Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. Because then they'll beat the Eagles. Let's talk about the Eagles for a second now. Um Nick Foles was as bad as I've seen a quarterback play last Monday night against Wasn't the Wasn't good today either. And he was not 4 of 11, 39 yards, and a horrendous, horrendous interception. If you're an Eagles fan, how could you possibly feel confident for the next – and you've got to sit for the next two weeks you now and wait. You're waiting for a team that's playing that will have a win that has a, has a better quarterback than what you have. Think about it. Whoever goes in there will have a better quarterback than what they have. The only team that can't go to Philly in the next round is the Rams. Right. Because, because the Rams are the three seed. So if the Rams win, the Rams go to Minnesota. That's a lock. Atlanta and Matt Ryan, Carolina and Cam Newton, and New Orleans and Drew Brees, I think that you would take all three of those teams to go on the road and beat the all three. Maybe qu- not Carolina. All three the quarter- other two for But sure. all three quarterbacks are better than yours. By a long shot. All three teams. Even a struggling Cam All Newton. three teams have been in the Super Bowl. All the A lot of the players have been in the Super Bowl yes. in recent years. So, yeah, they, they would be. So you're burying the Eagles, I'm right? I'm burying them. They're not going to win one play. Nick Foles is terrible. He's so bad. He's terrible. I said, I said, when he went 27 and two or whatever he did that one year touchdown, I was all over Philly. I said, this guy's an accident. He's not very good. Go put it on. You put the tape on. He's not very good. And all these guys, these Philadelphia writers got on me. I got on radio stations. I said, he's not any good. You guys are getting fooled. And this is, he's not good. This is not Case Keenum. No. This is not Jeff Hostetler. This is not, you know, I'm trying to think of other backups that have come in. Doug Williams wasn't the Redskins starter early in the season when they won the Super Bowl in Dilfer. 87. He's not, he's not even Trent Dilfer. I, I, Nick Foles is not even Trent no, Dilfer. No, That's probably the best he's point bad. of comparison. He's, he's probably not even Trent Dilfer. That's how, and and he, they don't have a Ravens defense. They're good on defense. They don't have a Ravens. They've given up a ton of yards in the back end in recent weeks. And, like, Eagles fans, I feel I, – I hope that Eagles fans listen to this and understand that what we're saying is is not beyond the pale, is not – Outside the realm, Nick Foles is terrible. Like, how could you feel confident? And if Carson Wentz was in 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 the playoffs, they'd be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. All right, so we are at 32 minutes right now. Let's do a couple more minutes. Quick hitters around the league. Um, we watched this Chiefs Broncos game in the green room together. Um, Patrick Mahomes is Brett Favre. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer or have the start streak or anything like that. I have not. His arm is effing preposterous. He made a throw on the run across his body that was like. 
40 yards laser on a rope down the middle. He's unbelievable. And the poise that he showed on that final drive in a meaningless game, of course, like it didn't, it didn't matter if the Chiefs were playing their backups. Patrick Mahomes showed you that he's the quarterback of the future. Patrick Mahomes will be maddening his entire career in Kansas City. He's going to make some of the greatest throws you'll ever see. He's going to throw some of the worst interceptions you've ever seen. You know who the all-time leader in interceptions is. He's going to be a lot like that. And you saw that today. I think today. Chiefs fans would sign up for that. And you saw that today, though. He threw some great throws, but he also threw in a double coverage and almost got picked late in that game. For me, the biggest thing about him was late in the game. They put him back in, tied score, drives down the field, game-winning field goal. That tells you a lot about a young quarterback. Uh, He's their quarterback of the future. Unless Alex Smith goes to the Super Bowl this year, then Alex Smith will probably be gone and Mahomes will be the quarterback. Should the year. Broncos move on from Vance Joseph? One and done is hard to judge a guy. I, I don't care who you are. It's hard to fire a guy after a year. So I would say no. John Elway would be admitting a major, major mistake if he did indeed do that. Unless I, there's something going on inside the building that we don't know about. And I think he does have some equity given the fact that they just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But we'll have to see how it plays out, of course, with Denver and with Vance Joseph. Um, the Redskins somehow go on the road and lose to a Giants team that started you and me at wide receiver today. Um, what does that do for you in terms of Kirk Cousins and his future? I've always been a free agent. Well, I think you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If they don't sign him, they got problems. If they do sign him, they're going to be spending a lot of money on a guy who's probably not worth that money. But in the grand scheme of things, you almost have to sign him. I I would if I were. I would, I would sign him too. I, he's played really well this year at times. He hasn't had a lot of help. He's had so many injuries on the offensive line. But today, this is the kind of thing that when I look at Kirk Cousins, I go, oh, my gosh, three interceptions today against that team? And a second straight Week 17 egg lay against right. the New York Giants. And Last year was worse with the right, playoffs on right. the line. So I, I worry about that, but I, I would pay him. I'd make sure I keep him from the Redskins. How excited should Niners fans be about the end of this season? Five straight wins with Jimmy Garoppolo. Beating the Rams B-team, so it's not like right. they, this, they, they this beat game, Jared Goff and Todd right. Gurley. But still. A win's a win. Right, and they didn't exactly beat up a murderer's row of teams. They beat Jacksonville last week, but other than that, it wasn't a great bunch of teams. But you got to be excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to be excited about Kyle Shanahan. You got to be excited about your roster. You got young defensive players. Foster's going to be a hell of a player. You know, when they get Buckner and, and Armstead and, and Solomon Thomas going up front, uh, look, there's something to be really excited about in San Francisco. Um, Stephen Ross came out and said, Adam Gase, Mike Tannenbaum and company will all be back in Miami next year. You have confidence that this is the regime to turn the Dolphins around? Well, I know Gase is the coach to turn it around. I don't know if it's the regime to turn it around. I, I think that, you know, look, Bottom line is I'm not a big Tannenbaum fan. He knows it. Everybody knows it. I've said it many million times. I don't think he's a great football guy. Uh, but again, Very nice guy, though. Yeah, but again, I would I think Gase is the right guy. Shout out to Mike Tannenbaum. Follows me on Twitter. Mike, I appreciate it. Mike T tweets. Um, the Bucks were my lock of the year. They ended up not only covering the seven-point spread but winning the game outright. Thank you very much. I don't have to make a huge payment to my bookie this week, or maybe I do. Jameis Winston playing some tremendous football down the stretch. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty buzzy right now about Tampa Bay next year, even with Dirk Cutter coming back, who I don't think is a great coach. Jameis showed you tantalizing potential over the final couple games, was not healthy earlier in the season. I think that Jameis is going to have a huge season next year. See, I, I think Dirk gets a bad rap for this season. He had the quarterback who was bum shoulder, had a ton of injuries on defense. I mean, they they were decimated by injuries on this. Everybody. You name a player on defense, they were hurt all year. Uh, Mike Smith did a good job keeping it together. You you might be right about the Bucks. We everybody you know, we have a tendency to race these teams up and say, "It's their year, ready to go." And then the next year is usually the year. So we we rushed to buy. Everybody thought the Bucks were going to be a contender this year. It didn't get off to a good start. They kind of regrouped, and you're right, Jameis Winston. You know what he's got to stop doing? And I, I told you this. I've been around them, and, and Dirk Cutter preaches this to him all the time. You cannot be a hero on every play. If it isn't there, 
Throw the ball away. Take a sack. You can't force the ball. He threw what? Three intercept. How many three interceptions today? Yep. Those are the plays he's got to eliminate, but he is exciting to watch and he can make a lot of the throws. They need to fortify that offensive line a little bit. I think if they can get that going defensively, you get a lot of guys. Noah Spence will be back. McCoy will be in there. David, they got to get some help in the secondary. Cardinals fans, we'll talk more about your team um, coming up on the Tuesday edition of the show once we know whether or not Bruce Arians will be retiring. But Arizona, obviously, an excellent win on the road against the Seahawks, 26 Three of the last four in Seattle. So great job by them. Let's talk Seattle for a second here. A disappointing season ends outside of, of the playoffs at 9-7 and seven here. If you were in charge, Pete, in Seattle, and I know that this will ruffle some feathers in a good way, how would you structure this team moving forward? I get away from what? Got me where I was. They built with that defense. They were a great, 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 great defense and a running game. They need to get away from that. They need to build this team around Russell Wilson. They need to allow him to play up-tempo, fast, get him some weapons, get him better offensive linemen, run the ball a little bit. Because, look, he's at his best when he moves outside the pocket and can create and plays fast and plays up-tempo. You can't do that if you think you're a great defense, you're going to run the ball. So, Build it around Russell Wilson. There's some decisions to be made. Do you bring back Chancellor? Do you bring back Sherman? These are guys getting up in the years and they can make big money. Michael Bennett. Cliff Averill's probably going to retire. Uh, they got some issues on defense that they have to address. Therefore, I don't think the defense is going to be what it is or what it has been. Build it around Russell Wilson. And, and you know, look, you got a decision to make on Jimmy Graham. You want to bring him back or not? The offensive line has to be better. You can't continue to say, we'll put this guy in there and Tom Cable will make him better. They've been saying that for years. They haven't made him better. Build it around Russell Wilson. We'll talk about the Lions once we know the status of Jim Caldwell coming up on Tuesday. Dallas Cowboys, 6 uh, nothing victory over the Eagles. But Doesn't mean anything. Disappointing season for them. And, and while Jason Garrett looks like he'll come back, I would expect changes to the rest of that coaching staff. You would think that they might be making some changes. They, they need to fire Scott Linnan. Yeah, their offense was not very good this year. And, you know, it didn't help that your best runner was around. And, and when Tyron Smith wasn't in the game, the offensive line is different, too. Last note here. Um, Packers, as easy as getting Aaron Rodgers back. Back at the upper echelon of the NFC next season. Well, you know, Dom Capers is probably gone or yep. is gone, and, and they got to fix that defense. Look, the bottom line is every year Aaron Rodgers takes the field, whether he's on the field or not. He was hurt this year, but when he starts the season, he knows defense isn't going to be able to carry him. They got to get better on defense. They got to get pass rushers. They got to improve on defense. We have ball. mentioned literally every team on this pod, so we're going to close off with the last one. And the Jets, whatever. We're bringing Todd Bowles back. We've talked about it already. Don't need to get into that. Um, last one, the LA Chargers win over the Raiders 30 to 10, but missing the playoffs. And I think if you're Phillip Rivers and Anthony Lynn, it's not just the Jaguars game that they blew that they should have won, but you look back at the beginning of the season, all those close losses, and you think about what might have been, right? Because if you're a Patriots fan or you're a Steelers fan or you're in this Patriots front office or Steelers front office, you got to be saying, oh, my God, the Bills and Titans made the playoffs. The Ravens and Chargers are out. That's better for the rest of the AFC field, right? Right, exactly. Because you're you happy. know what? They didn't want to see the, not, no, not you the don't Chargers see a, are world beaters, but you, you didn't want to see Phillip Rivers in the postseason. You don't want to see Rivers. You don't want to see Gordon. You don't want to see Keenan Allen. You don't want to see those pass Bosa rushes. Bosa and Ingram. You don't want to see the pass rush. You're happy they're gone. Pete, a very happy New Year to yep, you and yours, sir, you. and to all the listeners as well, and even to our friends Will Brinson and Jason LaCanfora. Uh, for Pete Prisco, I am Nick Costos. We will catch you for a special Black Monday edition. And when better to have a Black Monday edition of the show but on Tuesday. We'll talk to you <laughs>